Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm not surprised by anything that he does that's hateful towards me or Austin. I mean, forget it. It was a dick move. You had to know that saying that she's white trash was going to get you labeled elitist. There's a little bit of snobbery in me. You're a disgusting person, and that goes for way further than this. Now you know why I don't like you, because you just started a bunch of shit. You guys had both taken out that anger out on me when all I did was try to mitigate it. Well, I think it was a new low, which is kind of embarrassing to be associated with. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino, and I'm solo today for a little recap of the Southern Charm Reunion Part 2. We did it. We made it to the end of the Southern Charm season. It always feels like a little bit of a relief when we make it to the end of one of these seasons, doesn't it? It's like we just I don't know, ran a race or something. I don't know. But it feels good. And usually by the end of these seasons, I'm like ready to go. I'm ready to have a breather. I know we all felt this way, I think, at the end of the Vanderpump Rules season. I mean, I don't know about Lala's confirmation because she wasn't there when all of this supposedly happened. She saw somebody su- him sucking on the girl's tit in the we club while you guys were dating. We were all very close back there. We were all very close. It was like, okay, enough, you guys. I need a break. And then a week or two goes by, and I miss them so terribly. So that's how I'm going to feel. Right now, I'm ready to be done with Southern Charm. I'm ready for them to get their stuff together, reboot, refuel, recharge, whatever they have to do, so they can be filming messy television for us again. But always by the end of these, I'm like, whoo, finally, we did it. <laughs> we made it. And the Southern Charm reunion was only two episodes. It was a two-parter, which I enjoy. I think a two-parter is good. Pack it in. The Southern Charm reunion was a little bit messy to me because there were so many different cast members sort of coming in and out. And then even at the end of the reunion, it was like, Andy mentioned something about Patricia. He's like, Patricia left us with a toast. And I was like, so excited. I thought Patricia was going to come back from uh, backstage with Michael, and she was going to have the cocktails, or she was going to introduce that toast. And then Andy was like, well, she sent in a toast from someone else. And it's like, I want to put you out on that stage saying, here's to the season of Southern Charm. I wanted, that's what I was hoping for. And unfortunately, I didn't get it. But we got all the other cast members. Eliza came out for two seconds. She just hopped in and out. And she cried. She was on stage for three minutes, and she cried. So I got to give her that. She gave us some good entertainment. For three minutes, whatever it was. I don't know how long it was she was there, but it was barely any time. And she still pulled out a tear, which is not so easy to do. We see a lot of these housewives will be on stage for the full three parts, or uh, some of the other cast members will be on stage for three parts and they're still trying to pull out a tear. Eliza did it in 0.15 seconds. And for that, I say bravo. Bravo, Eliza. I don't think Eliza will be back, though. She didn't really offer much this season. She didn't give us a whole lot. I don't imagine her being back. She was technically in the main cast, but again, only at the reunion for two seconds. And even Danny and Madison weren't in the official cast. They were, like, considered friends, I believe. I don't really know how the exact casting works. But according to the one promotional image I saw, (laughs) Madison and Danny weren't in the official cast. And they were on stage at the reunion much longer. So what do you know? What do you know? We're going to talk all about the reunion. Before I do, I want to say that next week is the Real Houses of Dallas premiere. It's going to be on Wednesday. It's on the 4th, which is, I believe, a Wednesday. I believe it's Wednesday. Maybe double-check that. But it's next week, and I hope everyone takes the Dallas journey with me. I'm so excited because the live shows are coming up. I'm doing a live show in L.A. and New York. And so for the L.A. show, I'm going to be chatting about the Dallas premiere. So the L.A. show will be on September 10th. So if you're coming to the live show in L.A., I hope you'll watch the Dallas premiere and join us for a little a fun recap of that. There'll be other things we're talking about in the live show as well, or I'll be talking about in the live show, but uh, a large portion of it will be dedicated to that Dallas premiere. So I hope you'll tune in. And then uh, next week on the podcast, I will be having someone from the Dallas cast uh, doing a little interview with them. So with that said, I can't wait for the live shows. I'm so excited. 
And the New York show will be the next week after that. I'm so excited and so nervous, but so excited. And I can't wait to see you guys and just uh, be amongst the people, amongst my people. I feel like we're all uh, this wonderful little community, and I'm so excited to, to see everyone and meet everyone and all of that. Okay, one more bit of news that I have to get out of the way, and that is a very important piece of pop culture that's going on right now that I've been dying to talk about. And that is, of course, Fran Drescher's Instagram. So, you know, I'm loving the nanny right now. I'm binging the nanny every night before bed. I'm watching like about one, I'm averaging about two episodes a week, right? Like I'm going through it very slowly, savoring the episodes, but love it, love Fran. And I follow Fran on Instagram, and she's been on a safari for what seems like an eternity. She's been on (laughs) an animal safari, and she narrates over these animal videos, and it's truly one of my favorite things. I want her to just replace like Richard Attenborough in those nature documentaries that they do, (laughs) because it's so good. She's like, there's, what am I doing? I'm doing my Patricia voice. The Fran Drescher. She does a Fran. I can't do a Fran Drescher impression. It's Fran, I feel like, is very Jill Zarin. Like, hi! <laughs> There's the zebra! Wait, that's Patricia, too. I'm not an impressionist, people, but the point is, Fran Drescher narrates animal videos on her Instagram, and at one point, she rhymed zebra with zebra. She called a zebra a zebra, and I was like, <laughs> following these posts. Now we've just experienced the lion kill. We've been watching these lions all week. And that poor unfortunate zebra right into their path. These are all sisters. We're seeing some lions eat a zebra. They're all siblings. I find the videos so satisfying. There's so many of them. She's narrating elephants, leopards, lions, everything. The whole kit and caboodle, the whole zoo she's narrating. And I can't get enough of it. She's, it's like ASMR. It's almost like, they see the zebra is getting eaten by the lion. And the zebra, and there's the leopard. They're all sibling in the forest together. I can't get enough. They're all zebras. That elephant looks like Mr. Sheffield. Mr. Sheffield. (laughs) I'm waiting for a Mr. Sheffield. I want one so bad. (laughs) I love it, you guys. Nothing brings me more happiness than Fran Drescher narrating a safari. Look at that. We just saw a remarkable leopard, and now we see this beautiful wild elephant. Oh, my God. Yes. Hi, sweetie. What a doll. They're so good. Ah, I love Fran. I've never gotten over the fact that we never got a Fran Drescher appearance on Roni, either. Do you remember we had Aviva was Fran Drescher's sister-in-law, and we never got Fran on Roni. And that's something I'll never get over. Anyway, that said, follow her, and let's talk about this real, uh, let's talk about the Southern Charm reunion. So we open on Madison and Danny backstage. Uh, again, Eliza was there, which we just found out she was not in the previews at all. So I thought Eliza was never showing up. And then we see a little preview of what's to come. And then we see the producer go, five, four, three, two, one. Mm-hmm. And again, I said it last week. I love when we get the five, four, three, two, one countdown. I thought normally we only get it on the first part, but this one, they gave it to us both parts. They counted us down both times to get us ready, to get us in the right state of mind. And I appreciate that. We got the mm-hmm. I'm going to miss the mm-hmmms. I'm going to miss all these little weird things about Southern Charm that we don't get on Housewives. Like on Housewives, when one franchise ends, we get another one. So just as we're leaving one set of ladies who are giving us their tagline intros, then we get another set of women giving us their tagline intros. And with Southern Charm, unfortunately, we're just going to have to go a while without hearing a mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, I'm going to miss it. Then Danny arrives on set right off the bat. We're still talking about Catherine's Watch What Happens Live appearance. Look, I don't think we had a lot for this reunion. There wasn't a lot to talk about. That's why it's only two parts. I did enjoy both parts, but when we opened on talking about Catherine at the Watch What Happens Live appearance again, I thought, what are we doing here? We already talked about that ad nauseum in the last episode. And they even flash back to that first part of the reunion, which it's like, we just watched that. 
And they always replay it before the new episode, so it's like we're some of us just watched it again. And I just don't know that we need a flashback to like one episode prior. But I don't think they had a whole ton. But Naomi did reveal that someone at Watch What Happens Live when Catherine was there texted Naomi and Cameron to say that Catherine was drinking that night and texted Naomi and Cameron. And look, no one knew in the cast if Catherine was allowed to drink or if she was drinking. So they all said they'd been covering for her. And Catherine implied that they weren't really all her real friends, right? She said, they started talking about like the text messaging and and, and Catherine not having her phone. And Catherine said, well, you know, she's got her phone for her people that are really close to her. And everything that Catherine was saying, I was thinking was digging her into a bigger hole, right? So she said, at one point, Thomas is going to bring this stuff up in court. She said, just so you know, everything you guys say, Thomas is going to bring up in court. And they were talking about Catherine being a bad communicator. And she was saying, uh, Thomas is going to bring that up in court. And then Andy even said, well, then shouldn't that motivate you to be a better communicator with your friends and want everyone on the same page to communicate with them? And I just felt like this was Catherine saying she shouldn't be on the show. Does that make sense? Because Look, if the whole cast has to cover for you and they don't even know what they're supposed to say, and we can't really get into your real life or we can't get into what's going on in this court system, which seems to be ruling your whole life, unfortunately. Again, I do sympathize because Thomas is an a-hole, according to all of the stuff that we're seeing, and he's really screwing with her life. And I don't want to see him take away her livelihood on this reality TV show. But at the same time, I'm thinking, well, if we can't really get into your reality, what are we doing on having you on a reality show. Does that make sense? She even said her and Madison, she was saying, Madison's like approved to watch her kids, but then she was kind of throwing Madison under the bus a little bit and saying, well, they're not that close. They're not that good friends. But she's supervising the kids. It's all very... Ugh. Ugh. It just makes me think we maybe can't have Catherine on the show. If everyone's going to be covering, then we can't have someone on the show everyone's going to be covering and making up lies for. And I don't want that for Catherine, because I love Catherine. I want her to be on the show, and I don't want to have to give up this paycheck. She's uh, a mom doing her best. But it is hard when we're trying to watch reality, and we can't talk about your reality. Anyway, Thomas, though, is really just, ugh, the worst. The worst. Anyway, they all say before Madison comes out that Madison did all these horrible things. And I thought, what else did Madison do that was so horrible besides saying Danny had chlamydia? Which, again... Not right at all. That was horrible to say to Danny. I'm just saying, it seemed like the whole cast was implying that Madison did all these other awful things. And I wonder if we just didn't see them or what? Because it was even the women were like kind of implying that Madison had done all these awful things. And I do think that clap thing was bad. Although I will say, even Andy was like, well, you know, it's not even that big of a deal. (laughs) It's the gay men. It's like all in a day, right? Like, the, uh, everyone on stage was making it into this huge deal, and Andy's like, well, is it really a big deal? I'm just saying. Anyway, then we have Eliza on stage. Andy says Eliza was on the show two years ago when the news of her dad had an affair, and I was like, what? Excuse me? I'm a historian of the show. I watch the show, and I recap it and talk about it on this uh, podcast. And even I was like, what? Eliza was on the show? Like, I don't recall her at all. Like, not even one little scene. Not one little flashback, nothing. I don't recall Eliza being on the show. And maybe she was just on the background, but Andy said Eliza was on the show two years ago when News of the Dead. Did they get rid of her before they started filming? Or am I just not remembering not even a single bit of her on the show? I don't remember one thing. Then she cried immediately. She cried. And I get it. They were talking about her dad, her family. But she did seem ready to cry, right? She went out there, I believe. And I like Eliza, too. But I believe she went out there, she's like, I need to make an impression, because I made no impression on the season, so I better pull out a tear. And she did, and for that I say, bravo. She did it. She pulled out that tear and did it flawlessly. And I did feel bad for her. Again, these were not great things. But she's only 23. She's young. She's young. She said, people don't like me because of the family I come from. And I thought, well, you're talking about the family every second, so that's the only reason people are thinking about it. Then she talks about how she sees the good in Ashley. Uh, Eliza says she didn't know that Ashley offended everyone else besides Catherine. Eliza says she talks to Ashley every blue moon. She said her family's still friends with Thomas. She's sort of almost kind of not really stuck up for Thomas. 
Did you catch that? It was like a brief little moment in time, a little blip, but it felt like she was inching closer to sticking up for him, and then she didn't, which was nice. But it made me feel a little icky when she was kind of going in that direction. She almost was basically there, you know? She was almost basically there. Then we cut to a Chelsea montage, which I don't know, you guys, who cares? <laughs> Chelsea's sweet. She's gorgeous, sweet. But even Chelsea, she, we're talking about her boyfriend, Nick, who seems gorgeous. The one picture they keep showing of him, he looks great. But she said even that when Andy asked, I'd like to see him on the show, Andy said, I'd like to see Nick on the show. And Chelsea's like, nope, he won't do it. And I thought, well, then what are we doing here, Chelsea? We can't use you on the show. These are, this is a reality show. And I don't even think it's right that Cameron has been able to stick on the show for so long without showing us Jason. And look, I get it. If I was on a reality show, I would want to be the same way. I'd want my boyfriend nowhere to be seen on the reality show. I would want to have a Cameron-type position where I just kind of went in and talked about my friends and then got out. I would not want my, want my relationship on a reality show. Lala's like that on Vanderpump Rules. She doesn't show Randall. So if I was on a reality show, I would be that same exact way. But as a viewer of that reality show, I don't think it's fair to just not have your significant other on the reality show. You either need to get off the show, or we need to see that part of your life. Because that's usually the biggest part of someone's life, is the their marriage or their relationship. And so Chelsea's saying she is not there for Nick. What else is Chelsea offering? Lala on Vanderpump Rules. She does not show us Randall, but I do think she offers us some other stuff. She gives us some other goods. She creates other drama. She's a firecracker, which is great. So I don't mind as much that Lala's not showing us, what does she call him? Her man. (laughs) What does Lala call him? Rand or her man? I don't know. But I don't mind as much because I feel like she's giving us other things. But Chelsea, I'm like, what is Chelsea offering here? They were reminding me of things that happened with Chelsea in the season that I don't even remember. Her whole thing with Austin, I didn't even remember. I was like, that even happened this season? Like, it was so unmemorable. I don't know. There was some talk about how Chelsea's dad called Austin a house cat. I just think Chelsea can't make it another season. I don't think she'll be back next season. I don't. They're on a reality show. I did like how Chelsea was saying that, uh, talking about work and how she always worked for a her living. And she said, she's had jobs since middle school, or I don't remember, she said high school or something like that. She said, if I won the lottery, I would still have a job. And I recently read an interview with Andy. I don't know if it was a recent interview or something from the past. I don't remember where I read it. Maybe I dreamed it up. (laughs) I'm not sure. Somehow it came into my head. But I do remember reading or hearing that Andy said one of his bits of advice is if you get on a reality show to keep your job, always keep your job. So it's okay to let them film you, but you should always keep your job. Now, here's the thing, and I've said this on the podcast before. I think that we need to stop acting like these people need to have other jobs because these reality shows are jobs, and they're making good money, and they lead to endorsement deals and and clothing lines and all sorts of crazy things that bring in money. So I've always been saying, like, we need to stop saying what are their jobs. Their jobs are that they're on a reality show and they're providing entertainment. But then when I heard Andy say that, and I was really thinking about it, and Andy said, do not quit your job if you get on a reality show. I was thinking, you know what? There is something totally to that because no one lasts. No one sticks around. These reality shows don't last forever. There's very few, very, very few of these reality stars who've been on TV for longer than five years. A lot of times it's three, four, five years they're gone. Sometimes one, two years. And so then it's like they've completely changed their lives and they've quit their jobs and they don't know how to get back into the workforce. And so then it causes issues. So I think there is something to that. There is. I've been thinking so much about Bethany and her leaving. I talked about this briefly on the show last week, but Bethany leaving was such a punch in the gut. But at the same time, I like that Bethany has other things going on, and she's leaving on her own accord, which is an amazing, very rare thing that happens on Bravo. And uh, she's got other things going on. Some of these people don't have other things going on, and I worry what's going to happen when the lights go down. You know that Faith Hill song, When the Lights Go Down?
What's going to happen? What are Jackson, Brittany, and every, what's everyone going to do when the lights go down? Because these shows don't last forever. Some of them last a while. We're seeing Kardashians have been on 10 years. Vicky on Orange County has been around 10 years. So people can stick around. It's just rare. And at a certain point, we're maybe going to get tired. The viewers are going to get tired of tuning in to certain people. And uh, that's that. The Bethany loss has been terrible. And I've been reading all these rumors. There's like one of Tinsley's friends is rumored to be on. I would actually think I would like to see more Jill Zarin, which I don't think is actually going to happen. I know Jill is very close with people like Ramona on the cast, and and I think she's friends with Dorinda and Luann, but I don't think Jill's going to be back. I think, judging by last season, how we only saw Jill like pop in and out for like brief, tiny little moments, that, to me, makes me feel like something happened where it's just, there's no way Jill's going to return. Something had to have happened, because it seemed like Jill filmed a lot more than she was shown last season. So, I don't know. I don't think Jill will be back, but I would like to see her back. You know what, Bethany? We are done. I think I do. I wasn't always thinking that, but now I'm kind of ready. But I'm worried because the reports about Bethany leaving happened. Apparently, she had decided the day before they were supposed to start filming, and allegedly in the blogs and everything, they were saying that the rest of the cast didn't know. And so I worry that there was no plan B. That's my big worry. I know we're supposed to be talking about Southern Charm, but I've had to get this off my chest. There's no plan B. I don't know what's going to happen. I hope they're able to scramble. If there's one uh, if there's one crew I have confidence in, it's the Roni crew. Those producers, those editors, they know what they're doing. So I'm hopeful that they'll get it together and they'll provide a great season, but I'm a little concerned. I'm also rewatching Bethany Ever After. I'm doing my yearly rewatch. <laughs> watch it once a year. And I don't always watch it all the way through, but I watch a couple episodes once a year and it is chilling. I encourage everyone to get the DVDs, or you can order it on Amazon Prime. It's not streaming. It's largely scrubbed from the internet, but you can find the episodes. And, whoo, it is wild. Woo! Seeing Jay, her and Jay, I always wonder, like, what is, is Bryn going to watch? Is she going to find these DVDs on the black market next, uh, when she gets older? What's going to happen? Because it is bone chilling. It is bone chilling. Anyway, where are we at? <laughs> where are we at here? Oh, so on the Southern Charm reunion, they do talk a little bit about Shep. We talk a lot about Shep having the trust fund on this one. Shep did not come across well this whole reunion, this whole season, or in real life. (laughs) He never came across well. Not on social media, not on the show, not on the reunion. None of it. Shep just looked the worst. Looked the worst. So we do talk more about Chelsea and Austin, which was not really interesting to me. Austin did comment on Chelsea's sex drive. And then he said at the reunion he wants someone more like Madison's sex drive. Madison, Madison, I want your sex drive. Madison, Madison. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Andy, Andy then said bye to Eliza. It was like she was there five minutes. Hello and goodbye was so quick. Hello and goodbye was so quick. Then Madison arrives. And it felt really messy when Madison arrived. Like she was coming on set. And we saw Craig say, I wish I had Adderall now. And they were all acting like Madison was coming on as the villain. And I just was wondering, like, I don't, I know, I can't keep saying this. I keep saying this. What I know Madison did the clap thing, but like, what else did she do? I felt like she was, she even said that she felt like she was provoked by Shep. And so she said that chlamydia thing. She shouldn't have said it, but she said she felt like she was provoked. And I thought the same thing. I thought Shep really was digging at her, digging at her, poking at her, poking at her. And she said something she should definitely not have said. But he was poking at her. So I don't know. But I do. Maybe there's other things I think that happen behind the scenes that maybe we're not privy to. Because it seems like they were all acting like she was this big villain. Then Madison reveals that they're not together, her and Austin, but they did sleep together the night before. She looked beautiful. And Andy said, I promise we're not going to play that threesome video today. And I thought, thank God. Because if we had to see that again, it was like even Andy realized we played that one too many times or <laughs> 10 too many times throughout this season. We saw that Madison, 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 you're crazy, Madison, 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 Madison. <laughs> so that so many fucking times. I, that video plays in my head in my sleep. It just plays on rerun. It's like sometimes I'll just be going about my day. I'll be at the grocery store and all of a sudden I'll hear in my head, Madison, Madison. I've seen it so many fucking times. Just goes, plays on rerun in my head. Oh my god. Anyway, then 
Andy says, we're not going to play that video. Austin says nothing happened in the threesome. And then it's revealed that Austin did sleep with the blonde. And then Andy asked something that I thought was maybe crossing a line. He said, well, were you able to sleep with her if you were that drunk? Andy basically asked Austin if his dick got hard enough when he slept with the blonde woman. I hate to get crass, but that's what Andy asked on the reunion. And then they were all talking about Austin sleeping with people when he was drunk. And it was a little bit crossing the line, I thought. Because that's basically what we're asking him. Like, Austin, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not. Escort the dogs and children out of the room. But Andy was basically asking, like, Austin, does your dick get hard enough when you're drunk? And to me, that was like a little bit over the edge of what we need to ask at a reunion for our reality show. But who am I? Still watch it. Then, let's see. Andy says that the men are blaming it all on Madison. So Madison had hooked up with this other guy when they were supposedly on the break, and the men are all blaming Madison for everything. So Madison said she heard that Austin had sex with the blonde woman, and so she had sex with someone. And Shep chimes in again, and the Madison says, focus on your own relationships. And then it's revealed that Madison posted a photo with these three hot Italian guys. And she posted that she was, like, wrapped around them. And, I mean, who among us wouldn't want to be there? These men looked hot. We didn't see their faces. We only saw blurred-out faces with abs. But it looked like a nice day to me. (laughs) It was like, everyone was calling her out for that. And it was like, what's wrong with that? Good for her. She found out this guy she was with cheated on her so that she was on a boat with three hot Italian men and took a photo. Took a photo. I mean, who among us wouldn't do that? Three hot Italian men? That sounds like a dream. I think I have this theory that I Madison seems to act a little bit like a gay man. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's the proper way to act, but it seems like behavior that I've seen that's familiar to me amongst gay friends. And so maybe that's why people think I stick up for Madison too much. Like I get a lot of DMs that say, I've stick up for her too much, but I see a lot of behavior that I've seen from gay friends. And so maybe that's why. I don't know. Because that's something a gay friend, like one of my friends would do. They would say, oh, my boyfriend and I were on a break. And so did I hook up with three Italian men on a boat one day? Yes. <laughs> Seems like something that would happen. And I wouldn't judge if one of my gay friends said that. I'd say, good for you, girl. I'd slap him, I'd slap him a high five and I'd get on with my day. But it seems like everyone's holding this against Madison. And meanwhile, Austin was going to SeaWorld with girls. So it wasn't like Austin was innocent in this. He was taking dates to SeaWorld. So look, Madison was on a gorgeous, what seemed like a yacht or some sort of boat with three very hot Italian men. But meanwhile, Austin was at SeaWorld with someone in a sweatshirt. I think the, <laughs> no offense to the woman in the photo of the SeaWorld, but I would just say like comparing those two situations was funny. They did compare him at the reunion. They said, Madison was on this boat with these three hot Italian men. They showed that photo. And then two seconds later, they showed the photo of Austin at SeaWorld with with a woman who seemed to just be, I don't know, she was wearing a sweatshirt or some sort of graphic tee. And it just made Madison look really good. How funny, though. Oh, my God, how shady. I love Bravo. I love them. I love them. They're the best. The editors, producers. How so fucking shady. Show that photo of Madison in a bikini. <laughs> the hottest men I've ever seen. And then Austin at SeaWorld. What shady people, and I love them for it. They give us so much, and we we just take it, and we just take it, and they give, give, give. They give, give, give. So then we talk about Madison sending Gentry, Danny's boyfriend, that text. Madison said she didn't send it. Somebody else sent it. And look, Madison hates Danny, and I want to stick up for Danny here. I think Danny... I would be pissed if I was Danny and I found out Madison, even if it was through somebody else, even if what Madison was saying was true and some one of her girlfriends or someone client was sending a text to Gentry, I would still be pissed if I was Danny and I was dating that guy. And I saw this girl in his DMs. I'd be pissed. Even if she didn't send the DM, I would be pissed. So I did understand that. And Danny was taking it pretty well. She did cry. And she did say Madison's a psycho bully. And I'd be pissed if I was Danny. I would. I don't understand why some of the other people are upset with Madison, but I do understand why Danny's pissed at her. If I was Danny, I'd be so fucking pissed at Madison. So mad. Then we talk about Shep calling Madison a white white trash hairstylist. And it's revealed that Shep also called Catherine white trash in unaired footage. Why didn't we see that during the season? They're just showing it to us now? 
What were they trying to prove by not showing it to us before? I don't know, but I wanted to see more of it. I thought this was something that you unaired. We saw so many, uh, so much footage of Chelsea redecorating her house, but we couldn't see that unaired footage of Shep talking trash about Catherine. What is going on here, Bravo? Or hiding us the good stuff. Hiding the good stuff. Then Andy says, you had to know calling a woman white trash would get you labeled elitist, which you seem to get called a lot. And then Shep says, you should meet my friends in Palm Beach. And Andy replies with, sounds like I don't want to. And look, that's a beautiful zing by Andy. I love when Andy gets a zing. It's a zing in there, and it's perfect. It's flawless. Every time Andy gets a zing on one of these reunions, it's perfection. It's so quick. Andy was quick a few times. We'll get into some of his other zings. But he zinged a few times where I thought, oh, yeah, that's it. That's perfect. You know that Mortal Kombat when it's like, finish him. (laughs) That's what Andy does. I feel like he gets that zing and he finishes him. It was good. And I was happy he was zinging Shep. Happy he was zinging him. I don't know why I keep saying zinging. But you know what? He did zing him. You know what I'm saying. Wow, Craig's dog, Bethany, wow. We have to take a break here. I'm going to miss saying that. I'm going to miss saying, wow, Craig's dog, Bethany, wow. Or wow, Shep's dog, Craig, Craig's dog, Bethany. (laughs) Wow. Wow, Bethany, Craig's dog, Bethany, Shep's dog, Craig, wow. I'm going to miss saying all of that. I'm going to miss it all. (laughs) Let's take a break here and we'll come back and we'll finish this up. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. And then Shep says he was raised properly. He said, I had manners. I was raised with manners. And then he quoted Eleanor Roosevelt. And then Andy said it sounds more, he said something like, uh, it sounds more like Brooke Astor. And look, I wasn't smart enough to know these references. I'll be honest with you. I didn't, I was not smart enough. But Andy was. And that was another zing he got in there. And Shep, he, he confused Shep and it was perfect. It's flawless perfection. I loved it. Shep was like, who's that? Shep pretended to know who this Brooke was. I don't know this, but forgive me. I feel stupid right now. I should have Googled it. And probably when we're done recording here, maybe I'll remember who this was. (laughs) But for now, I can't think of who this was Andy was talking about. But Shep didn't know either, and he was confused, and I loved it. Loved Andy this reunion. Andy was really just A+. A-plus performance, five stars for Andy on this reunion. He was delivering. 
lately we've been saying sometimes Andy feels like he's maybe a little bit over some of this stuff, you know, the reunions and that kind of thing. But let me tell you something, Andy's Southern Charm reunion performance was five stars all around, and he was at the top of his game, top of his game. So then then Andy says a couple's therapist wrote in and said that Shep loves Madison. And I thought, that's what we need here at more of these reunions, is professionals writing in with their professional opinions on these people. I would, quite frankly, love to have a therapist, a psychologist, psychiatrist, someone on stage at these reunions to just cut to all the time when we need to talk about one of these people on stage, we should just cut to them. You know how in football games, we have the sideline reporters, and in between like commercials, we hear them, we have, they have the headset microphones, and they talk about the game. I don't know, I don't watch a lot of football, but that's what we need on these Southern Charm, these Housewife reunions. We need someone, as we cut to commercial, with the headset mic on, who's a professional, and who says, you know, this is this kind of behavior, or they're exhibiting this kind of behavior, they're doing this because of this. I would love a professional sideline reporter. Every time we go to commercial, Andy could say, we'll be right back with more from the Southern Charm Union. And then we cut to these professionals where they diagnose the people on stage. I would like that. I would like that. Then, let's see, on uh, the reunion, we talk more about the weed dinner. Andy loves talking about weed. He talks about weed all the time on the show. He's always talking about weed, how much he loves weed. And we talk briefly about Catherine being offended by the weed dinner. I don't think she really was. I don't. I don't think Catherine really was. I think she maybe made it into a bigger deal than she, even she thought. Or maybe I just didn't care enough about it. I just didn't feel like I cared about the storyline. And that's on me. That's on me. Then we cut to uh, talking about Madison saying uh, Shep gave Danny chlamydia. Now, she says she had rage for Shep. She blacked out, and I got that. I thought she was provoked by Shep. But Danny cried, and I felt bad for her. And I again, I say, like I said last week, who among us hasn't had a brush with chlamydia? I'm not saying I have, but I'm saying I have plenty of friends. Who, it's, not a, it's not a huge thing. And maybe that's coming from a gay, so it's a different story, which I also don't want you to think that I'm implying all gay people have chlamydia. That's certainly not the case. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, who among us? Who among us? And so I just want Danny to know, it's okay, girl. We got your back. So then Andy asked if Austin made up the chlamydia rumor. And we cut to a flashback of Austin on the bus. Of course, he had that uh, hair clip, that Dorit-style hair clip. <laughs> just, you know, that, that hair clip was the star of this show. We didn't talk about it last week, but that hair clip that Austin wore as he was getting ready for this reunion was the star of the show. Anyway, we cut to him on the bus just a few hours earlier from the reunion where he says that Shep is the one who told him this rumor about the chlamydia. So Shep apparently told Austin that he gave Danny chlamydia. So then we get back to the main stage, and Austin said he didn't just make this up. Why would he just make this up? And Shep says it didn't happen. And it seemed like Shep was saying like it did happen, but he was trying to cover it up. You know what I mean? And then Danny says that she brought her medical records, which was <laughs> a lot. It was a lot. But I get it. Then that's when Andy said he called Dr. Jackie from Married to Medicine, which, by the way, I can't wait for Married to Medicine to return. I love Married to Medicine, and I love Dr. Jackie. Married to Medicine always delivers. If you're not watching, I hope you get on board. I really always love Married to Medicine. I do. The season before last was just like A-plus TV. It was so, so good. So I'm excited. They're returning soon, I think. In October, maybe, or something like that. Anyway, that's when Andy said it's a pretty common thing. And Cameron even cries. She says, if that happened to me, I'd be so upset. She was crying. And I thought, we all need to calm down. We all need to calm down. I get it. I get it. If this, these were rumors said about me, I would be the same way. But I'm just hoping we all calm down, take a step back, and think like, okay, we're okay. Everyone's happy, healthy. We're good. So then we talk about that moment where Shep said that Madison needs to shut the fuck up. And this was a problem for me because Cameron stuck up for Shep in this moment. Cameron said it was on. She understood why Shep told Austin to tell Madison to shut the fuck up. And Cameron says that Jason tells her to shut the fuck up, and she does. I don't know. Oh, this made me feel icky. Made me feel icky. But I'm not. Ma- I'm not married. But it seems like maybe you shouldn't have your spouse tell you to shut the fuck up. If somebody told me to shut the fuck up, I'd be like, "You shut the fuck up," <laughs> and I wouldn't take them seriously. I mean, it seems like a little controlling. I have never got that impression from Cam and her relationship, but we don't see Jason on screen anymore. 
So maybe she meant it in a way that I'm just not used to, but it seemed very troublesome to me that she was saying, he tells me to shut the fuck up, and I do. Ooh, I couldn't imagine, or I couldn't imagine telling someone to shut the fuck up. In a joking way, certainly. Like, sometimes Matt and I will joke. <laughs> She's not going to come across well, but every once in a while I'll be like, hey, shut the fuck up. And then he would say the same back to me, and we both giggle about it. It'd be like in a fun way. But not in a serious way. If he told me, like, if we were out in public or something, and he told me to shut the fuck up, oh my god, you guys. I'd walk right away. I don't, even, I don't even think I'd fight about it. I'd just walk away. I'd be like, I'm not letting somebody talk to me like that. Sometimes I might need to shut the fuck up. Sometimes some of you listening to the podcast are probably saying, Danny, shut the fuck up. But if somebody, the significant other said that to me, in private or in public, I, would walk, I wouldn't even engage in it. I would walk away and say, we're done here. We're done here. We're done. I'd be like a housewife walking out of a reunion stage. We're done. Jill Zarin used to be uh, really good at that. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. That one reunion when Jill Zarin walked off, I think it was maybe season three, said, I'm done. And, and they're like, where are you going? She just said, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. I'm just going. That's what, I, that's what I'm doing. I'm going. Just going. I'm done. I'm done. Also, this is another aside. I know I keep referencing Housewives, and some of you might not watch Housewives, but one of my favorite Real Houses in New York moments is when, <laughs> this is season three, Jill Zarin is on a boat, and this is when Ramona had that true renewal, like she got her hair cut, she said she looked like a younger, or an older Cameron Diaz, <laughs> and Jill's on a boat talking to Joni, who's a friend of Jill and Ramona's. And so Joni is telling Jill the story about how Joni and Ramona and a group of friends are out to dinner, and Ramona asks for a separate check. So Joni tells Jill Zarin, then Ramona asks for a separate check. And this sets Jill Zarin off. She says, I'm done. And she walked away. She was like, (laughs) she was so offended that Ramona asked for a separate check. And it always just made me laugh so, so hard. It's like a little tiny moment, but it made me laugh so hard that it was like, that's what set Jill off. Like that was too, that was crossing a line for Jill's when Ramona asked for a separate check at a dinner she wasn't at. <laughs> maybe, I don't know, maybe it's stupid, but it always made me giggle. Anyway, then let's see. I don't like the men. <laughs> I wrote that in my notes. I don't like the men on this stage. And I hate to always hate on the men, but these men are just really bad. Andy even says Shep was messier than Housewife when Shep brought those two women to the finale taping. Andy said it's messier than something he's seen on The Housewives. And I like that Andy was hard on Shep and hard on the men because I love to see it. But they're just not great. They're just not great. And it seems like the women are always taking the fall for these men on this show. They are. So then Madison and Danny leave. Madison says there's no hooking up tonight between her and Austin. Then as uh, as Dan... (laughs) I keep wanting to say Madison, Madison. But as Danny's leaving the stage, she had one of... uh, Craig's handkerchiefs in her hand because she was crying. And then Craig asks for it back. He says he needs it for final looks. My Craigie, he needs it for final looks, he says. He needed his hanky. <laughs> Poor girl. She was crying into the hanky and he wanted it back. He said, give it back. I need it for a final look. Craigie, come on, leave her with the hanky. Don't worry about your final look. Let her have the hanky. Come on, she's been crying. She's got to fix her mascara and everything. Let her take the hanky off stage with her. Said, give it back for final looks. Oh my God. Then Shep and Austin hug, and we see footage of Madison and Danny talking by the bus. So they're off stage, but they're talking by the bus. And Danny says that their miscommunication is because of, because of the guys. And then Danny and Madison make up, and I love them as a duo now. And I'm so happy they made up. We don't have to choose sides. They made up. Danny forgave Madison. Madison forgave Danny. They hugged. And here's what I want for the next season I want these two as a duo taking the men down. I want to see these two exacting revenge on all the men on Southern Charm as a dynamic duo. I'd love to see them like the movie Heartbreakers, you know, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Sigourney Weaver. I'd like to see Danny and Madison run around town just scamming the men. That's the kind of show I want next season. Because these men, I don't know if I could watch them anymore. Even my Craigie, I've been turning on my Craigie, you guys. So, I don't know. I would love to see Danny and Madison just take over the town. Do you imagine? I don't know. It'd be great. Even... We can incorporate Naomi and Chelsea. I don't know. I'm getting a little upset with Cam lately, these days. These days, I'm a little upset with my Cam. I don't know. I'm sure some of you are feeling that way, too. But Danny and Madison as a dynamic duo, taking down the men, is the show that I need. So then they bring out martinis, and they're about to have this toast to end the episode. They all have martinis except for Catherine. Now, 
Andy says to all of them, he gives them like all one line as he wraps this up, and he says to Naomi, last year were the voice of female empowerment, not this year. (laughs) It was so rude. It was like, Naomi, last year you were great, but not this year. That's basically what Andy was saying, and I do. I do hope that badass version of Naomi comes back this year. Naomi did explain that she just had trouble this year because she was in a new relationship, she was trying to be respectful, all of those things. And so we're giving Naomi the benefit of the doubt. And hopefully she comes back next year, that strong, wonderful woman that we loved last year. We all have been flow. We all have our mistakes. We all say and do things we shouldn't do. Who among us? So I'm hopeful and confident that Naomi will come back next season and she'll be that beacon of light that we loved last year. I hope so. I hope so. I hope we didn't lose that Naomi that was there last year because I loved Naomi so much last year. And this year, uh, it was true. I was kind of like turning a little bit on Naomi. Then Andy says to Craig, Craig, you're putting your anger in your past and you're dealing with your pillow empire. So Craig has got that pillow empire. He said last week he's going to be the male Martha Stewart, and I'm hopeful that he does well. I hope my Craigie, his businesses succeed and he does well. Then Andy says to Catherine, where do you see yourself, your relationship, your kids? I'm worried that Catherine could go. I don't want Catherine to go, but I, I'm concerned that if she doesn't open up and she doesn't allow us to see these parts of her and her life because of Thomas, which again, his fault that we're not able to quite see all of this, his fault for sure. But I worry that we won't have Catherine back. I could see that. I could see a little soft reboot for Southern Charm, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't know if we need it or not, but I could I could foresee a little soft reboot. Can't you? I mean, I think we could lose Chelsea. Chelsea has nothing going on here. I think there's a possibility that Naomi wouldn't be back either. If Naomi and Matula are happy and Naomi's seemingly like not wanting to be that female empowerment voice, then it would be foreseeable that she could be off the show. Cameron, I don't know what Cameron's offering these days. I love Cameron as the narrator. I still think she'd be sticking around. But it seems like we could be ready for a soft reboot. I'm not sure if I want that or not. I got to think about it. Got to think about it. Right now, I think we'll have more of Danny and Madison next season. And definitely, I think we'll get more of Madison. Whether people like that or not, I think she's going to be sticking around because she was such a, a firecracker this season. She was really all the stuff we had. So then Andy says to Austin, are you and Shep prepared? They're good now. They say they're great. And Cameron, Andy says, are you positive you're one and done? Are you just going to have the one kid? And Cameron says, I think so. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. So look, her storyline's through, right? Then Andy says, Chelsea, any more adventures? Which is like, what a stupid question that was. Any more adventures? (laughs) I'm happy Chelsea's going on adventures, but we don't need to see any more of her adventures. Then Andy says, that that's the moment where Andy says to Chelsea, will we see your man on the show? And then Chelsea says, no, my man won't do the show. And I thought, bye, Chelsea. Bye-bye. I think this is the last we'll see of her. Then Andy says, Shep, I'll give you the last word. And I thought, why does Shep get the last word? We don't need Shep to have the last word. And luckily, they end with that Patricia moment. But unfortunately, right after that Patricia moment that I thought we were ending on, we had Shep doing a toast about uh, wood, something about wood chips, friendships, whatever that toast he gave. I thought we were going to end on Patricia, and unfortunately, Shep had to open his mouth and do some other extra toast to have the last word. And that really ended it on a down point for me. I thought, let's end it on Patricia. I wish Patricia would have been there. To this season of Southern Charm and my heart a choked dinner, I'd like to say thank you. Let's all go to McDonald's after this. <laughs> uh, we didn't get enough Patricia this season, particularly at the end. It felt like just, we luckily had her in that finale episode, but that was it. So I don't know. I'm happy this season's over. I'm ready for a little breather, but uh, check back in a week or two. I'm going to miss them. I'm going to miss my Bapadus. So thank you all. If you all stuck around for these Southern Charm recaps, I thank you for listening. I'm so grateful to you all for listening. I want to say, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you pledge $4 or more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes, one a month, and more importantly, the money supports this podcast. I always say that same thing, and I feel so annoying every time I'm doing this Patreon promo. Gotta do it, though. Gotta do it. I also want to encourage everyone to buy a t-shirt. We still have Craig's Dog Bethany shirts available at everythingiconic.threadless.com. Wow, Craig's Dog Bethany, wow. 
<laughs> ah, I'm going to miss saying that. Wow, Craig's dog, Bethany. Wow. We're done. We did it. We ended. Anyway, I want to end this with a little breathing exercise. So let's all take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. We made it to the end of the season. This was a long season. Breathe out. Thank you all so much for listening. If we have a wonderful week, be nice to one another. And I love you all so much for listening. Bye-bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.